When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is brought to you by... No... Buddy. Is that a podium, boys? Is that a... Podium. That's a f- podium. Yeah, nice shot, mate. Woo! It's a f- podium, Daniel. Thank you. Mega man, mega. Oh, wow! Enjoy this one, guys. Enjoy it. It's a good feeling. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Feels good. Feels good. Well, we have some harder compound tyres this weekend, and when it comes to being harder, there's none other than this man. So let's hand the mic over to the main man, a man that can get any lady to open up her rear wings just by winking at her. That man is Mr. David Croft. Take it away, Crofty. It's lights out, and away we go. Once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news, discussion, and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back, relax, for the Park It In My Fermé show. Here is your host, Colby. It is right, ladies and gentlemen, it's your main squeeze, Goldie, a.k.a. the Goldopotamus, and I need to apologise straight off the bat, straight away, Mrs. Goldopotamus wanted date night last night, so she went and got on pole position as a result, if you know what I mean, so the fans, the millions of people that tune in to listen to me, missed out yesterday, but don't fear, I'm back, baby! Better than ever before. Oh, and that right there? You see that over there? <laughs> you know what that is? Well, that's my Fairbairn. If you wouldn't mind just parking it on up in there, as it is the parking in my Fairbairn show. The number one company F1 show, according to my mum, and she's never wrong. Are you calling my mum a liar? We talk all the news, discussion, opinions, results, previews, reviews, love triangles, fashion, and more. 
Well, what a show we have for you today, episode 51. She's a gorgeous, plump, ripe, juicy bit of audio for you. Oh, you, I'm sorry, you don't believe me? You don't believe me? Well, head over to parkinginmyfairmate.com and download all the previous episodes. Compare them if you don't believe me one bit, you son of a bitch. They are all there, ready for you. Better yet, look down at that podcast listening device, the app right there. Make sure you subscribe and follow. The button's right there. Just press it. Just press it now. Press it. Press it. What are you doing? Press it. Press it. Come on. Just press it. So that way you don't miss out on hearing my smooth, soothing, sexy sounds twice a week. Socials. <laughs> you bet your sweet behind. We have some socials. I'm parking in my Fermi, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, let's prepare you for the Austrian Grand Prix. Part three of the back. Uh, to back. Uh, to back. You had so much fun last weekend. We do it all again this weekend. Seb Vettel has started mentoring Mick Schumacher. Let's talk about that a little bit. Max said he will stop being a bit naughty. And we'll bring you the FP1 and FP2 results and much, much more. So, sit on back. Grab yourself a nice little red wine I'm thinking a, a Cabernet Sauvignon or a little bit of a Merlot or a Grenache or a Shiraz so grab yourself one of those get the cheese board out start dicing that cheddar that Gouda that vintage nice little cheese so get that dairy out and um, have some crackers with it Oh, also sit back and enjoy because we are going to get underway. So let's giddy up. Deeply, get your hydrate during the race. You must have some sweaty hands as well, so don't forget to sanitize. Okay. So something happened during the week and it needs to be addressed. Bring it on in. Gather round. Make sure your attention is focused. Put down your phones. Now, I'm not stupid. I know that over 80% of my audience are men. Probably higher than that. I've looked at the stats. It's alarmingly close to just a big sausage fest, my listening audience. And so I want to talk about something that happens to men. I'm sure it affects women the same, but I can't speak for them. And I definitely know it happens to men. So let's talk about what happens to a man when he gets excited. When he gets Randy, when he gets a little horny, the thoughts that go through a man's head are ridiculous. You almost do anything you can to reach your goal and hit that finish line, if you know what I mean, aka satisfaction. See, I remember going to the nightclubs back in the day when I was just a young little quilterpotamus, having a few pints and getting myself a little worked up. I'll do whatever I can to try and get laid because my mind was a mess. It didn't matter what she looked like. Or he looked like. No, no, I was definitely into the ladies. But then the moment of clarity you feel once you bust that nut. You start thinking clearly. You start remembering shit from your childhood. You could even solve math equations like you're in Goodwill Hunting. The Japanese even have a word for that. It's Kenjataimu. It's the period of clear thought when a man is free from sexual desires after having an orgasm. 
what's this got to do with Formula One, I hear you ask. Well, I have those clear thoughts right now. Thanks, Mrs. Cordopotamus, last night, date night. Not a lot of other people do. And I was listening to some other F1 podcasts. By the way, I do not recommend that. You only need to listen to your Uncle Cordy. I have all the news and topics to cover right here. But what I have to say is that this F1 season has been great. Only two dud races so far, and even they weren't that bad. Monaco and probably last weekend, Austrian Grand Prix, or Styrian Grand Prix, I should say. We have a new team on top. Ferrari look pretty good again after horrendous last season, and Hamilton isn't running away with the championship. See, I got excited, like the rest of you. We all watched those first eight races of the year, and we're getting really excited. But I've experienced my Kenja Tamu. And other podcasters and media personalities haven't yet. I can see clearly, and the others are calling the season over. They're saying it's already done and dusted. It's all sorted. No need to keep watching. F1's done for the year. They were saying things like, Lewis Hamilton is done. Red Bull win 2021. Mercedes need to focus on 2022. Verstappen is unstoppable. Are you all fucking high? What the hell are you thinking? Yes, Toto Wolff was saying they are focusing on 2022 and no new upgrades for the rest of the season. And if you believe that, you also believe that Santa Claus is real and that you're a very special boy or girl when your parents say it. You aren't special, you're all morons. Let's look at the previous eight races of the season. Verstappen is apparently running away with this season, isn't he? So surely Hamilton must be miles behind. Well, let's look. Bahrain, round one. Lewis Hamilton wins. Okay, all right. So, so... You need to shut the hell up. He's off to a flying start. Race two, Imola, the wet track so far this year. He was catching Verstappen, going quicker than him. He got the fastest lap of the race. He recovered after he went off the track. Hamilton was leading the championship by one point after this race. So what's your problem? All right, round three, Portimao. Well, Hamilton won that by 29 seconds, so... Oh, but he's done and dusted. Spain. Circuit des Barcelona de Catalunya. Hamilton won that by 15 seconds. So again, is, is Hamilton done? He's won three of the first four races. All right. Race five, Monaco. This is where he struggled. Yes, he did. Stuck behind Gasly the entire race. But that's okay. You're allowed a bad race. No issues with that. Baku. Now, he wins that race if he didn't hit the magic button and lose the brakes. Yes, I know that Verstappen wins the race if his tyres don't just explode, but even with Max out there, Hamilton was going really well. Great last sectors and first sectors, and he would finish P2 or P3, not far off the pace. Also, if you compare him to his teammate, he was blisteringly quick. Would uh, Bottas finish P12 without any incidents? French Grand Prix happens. He loses to Verstappen's two-stopper strategy by two seconds. That's not on Hamilton. That's not. That's on the race strategists. They cocked it up. And the Styrian GP, well, Max was too strong and Hamilton too slow. So that one, I get. So really, the two 
what I consider boring races of the season, Monaco and the Styrian Grand Prix, they're the only two where Hamilton just didn't have a chance. And what's that tell you? Is F1 boring if Hamilton's not up there competing? So to recap, there were two races, Monaco and Styrian GP, where Hamilton was off the pace. The rest, he was right on it. We are eight races into the season, a 23-race season, mind you, and Verstappen leads the championship by 18 points. By a second-place finish to a DNF, that's what he leads it by. And you morons, idiotos out there are so hard for Verstappen right now that you're saying this is over and done for? You're so aroused, so sexually charged, that you're saying the season is done? See, this is where you're not thinking straight. This is where you haven't experienced the climax. You can't see clearly what is happening out there. Max had five retirements last season. Five DNFs. Are you telling me he's going to go all the way through the season without a DNF? And I know what you're thinking, Baku, it doesn't count because technically he finished. Look, we can't downplay how important 2022 is in Formula One. All right? It's a make or break year for a lot of teams. If you cock up 2022, it will set you back not only for that season, but the next three or four seasons after that as well. So do I believe Mercedes and a lot of other teams are allocating a lot more money and their focus to that? And their focus and the money aren't 100% in on this season? Of course. But if you truly believe what Toto Wolf said and that Mercedes aren't looking to win this year, you are still horny and need to experience your Kenjataimu. Oh, and by the way, the next race after this weekend is in Silverstone. And Hamilton has won six of the last eight races there. He's won seven in total. And you have the audacity to tell your fan base and listeners that this season is over and Max has already won? Idiotos. And radio check. It's Friday then. It's Saturday, Sunday. What? It's Friday then! Saturday, Sunday, what? Yeah, it's okay. Alright, ladies and gentlemen. Um, what do we do? What do we do now? I don't really know. I don't know. How about news? News, 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 news. Cody, Formula One news. Pocket in my Fermi, Formula One news. It's the pimp news, pimp news. Didn't steal this, it's definitely the pimp news, pimp news, pimp news coming through your ears right now. Pocket in my Fermi, Formula One news, pimp news, yeah. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is your pimp news today. Now we're going to start out with Seb Vettel. And he's taking on the role as mentor. You've probably noticed over the course of the season, these two are just hanging off each other. Like lovers, like Kelly PK off of the list of drivers she hasn't had sex with yet. Crossing them off one by one as she sinks her paws, teeth to their riches. Um, I got distracted, but anyway, Seb Vettel. He's mentoring Mick Schumacher. Now, this is what Seb had to say. I am obviously friends with his father and his father is my hero. That's what he told reporters ahead of Sunday's Austrian Grand Prix. 
We get along really well and I'm happy to help with stuff that maybe I can help with. In the driving sense, it's always difficult though because every car is different and every environment is different. Schumacher then replied and said he valued Vettel's advice. He's a huge help for me in all ways, anything on and off the track. I'm happy that I can go back to somebody that has so much experience, but also that is so likable. Okay, now I'm a, I'm gonna stop there. There's still a lot more of the quote to go, but I'm a huge Mark Webber fan. All right, I'm Australian, we have to, it's the law. It's, uh, I think it's number one in thing written in our constitution. I ain't always thinking that Seb Vettel is likable. I think he is now that he's grown up, but what was it, nine years ago? Multi-21, Seb? Multi-21? I'll play it for you. Listen to the audio of the Multi-21. Oh, it's it's incredible. Have a listen. Good job, Sebastian. Good job. Looked like you wanted it bad enough. Uh, still, there'll be some explaining to do. Multi-21, Seb. Yeah, multi-21. In the end, Seb made his own decisions today and will have protection as usual, and that's the way it goes. I put myself above that decision today. Uh, I didn't mean to. I can only, you know, say sorry, apologise. Um, I know it might sound very dull now to Mark and to the team, but it's, it's the truth. Okay, so back to what Mick was saying. He's very happy that Seb is around. Now, this is what, what, what does Gunther Steiner, the god, what does he say? Surely someone from another team poking around Haas. I mean, even though it is Haas, surely someone poking around, that's going to be bad. Gunther doesn't think so. He said he has no problem with a rival team's driver helping his own. I think it's a great thing, he told reporters on Friday. For Mick, it's an advantage. Vettel is still in the sport, and he has been in the sport for a long time, and he feels attached to Mick and just tries to help him as much as he can. I don't see any issue with it. I also agree with Gunter because one, Haas, your car is shit. So Seb Vettel ain't going over there to really scope things out, inspect things, you know? He's going there just to mentor a driver. I think next year, if Haas you know, they're focusing everything on their car for next year. So if all of a sudden they start getting some performance out of it, Mick, you know, starts turning things around, then they'll have a problem with it. But at this stage, the more the merrier, get him in there. I think what Seb's got to do is, is just keep Mick calm because right now he's going to have to deal with Nikita Mazepin, deal with Daddy Mazepin probably next year. You can't be talking shit about the teammate when the dad's going to own the team. You know, it, it's really, it's more of a watch this space, but I love what I'm seeing from Seb Vettel. Keep mentoring him, and I, I've got such high hopes for Mick. I'm a big fan of his. God, he's a good-looking rooster, too. I don't know what I was expecting. I wasn't going to think he was going to be a hideous man, but... Damn, Mick. Making, making, some, making some wiggle happen downstairs. All right, moving on. The fun police say no more burnouts. Uh, we covered this in the last episode. They weren't happy with Maxi Boy doing a little burnout to celebrate now. This is what uh, Verstappen had to say when he was asked for his thoughts on Massey's warning. I'll try to do a donut next time. Ha 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 ha. I added those ha ha ha's in. No, I understand about safety, but I looked in my mirrors, took it all the way to the right and took it easy. Everyone was on the left. 
and then I just did a burnout. Okay, if it's not allowed, I won't do it again. But at the time, I thought it was really funny and safe. But of course, I understand they don't want to see this happening again, which is fine for me. Now, yeah, I agree. Max, you're an idiot. No, 100%. I'm, I'm, it's rare that I side with the fun police. But in a sport where, you know, it's so dangerous. These cars coming together. If he loses control on a burnout, as these other cars were still racing to that finish line, and he came across and hit one of them on a straight, on a pit straight too, oh, would not have been good. Would not have been pretty, pretty good. Moving on. So I'm glad, I mean, first of all, I'm glad Max has decided to stop doing it. Um, but yeah, time to move on. FP1 and 2 have already run and raced, and we need to break down everything that happens, because everyone knows. Free practice 1 and 2 are the most important sound <laughs> card. I can't even say that. But anyway, let's talk about it anyway. Uh, FP1 is done and dusted. Looks like a lot of drivers were really struggling with the first corner. I'm not sure what that was about. The front right locking up for a lot of drivers and they were running wide. Charles Leclerc was one in particular that really seemed to struggle there. However, it wasn't reflected in his pace though. No, 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 no. Verstappen was the clear leader, looked great no matter what tyres he was on, but the shock was the two Ferraris. They were P2 and P3 with Leclerc and Sainz respectively. Now, oh my God, I'm so excited to see if they continue the pace. Spoiler alert, they don't, but Let's continue talking about it. Sonoda and Raikkonen finished P5 and P6. Now, we knew that Raikkonen was going to go out. He wanted to win FP1. I, I love that. I want drivers to start treating these free practice sessions as win because soon you're not going to have many because next race, we're going to have our first sprint race of the year. So, might as well start really trying to push it in FP1 and FP2 and stuff like that. You know, start getting that pace right up. They were both ahead of Hamilton, who just wasn't able to get that pace going. He ran wide. What was it, like five laps in a row? Exceeded track limits five laps in a row. He was on those um, prototype tyres from Pirelli that were testing out. But still, no one else was doing that five laps in a row. I mean, obviously, they're not your tyres, so you don't really need to look after them. It's also free practice. Who cares if your lap times get taken away? Um, you're still getting the data through to the... the um, the team there. So, uh, yeah, I'm not looking too much into that. Norris in P10, though, was a little bit of a shock as well. Obviously, it's FP1, so no stresses for the big Lando fans out there. Now, let's move on to FP2. Now, results in FP2, I like those results better in terms of actually using the data because that's run at the same time that qualifying is. Obviously, I think FP3's obviously got to... They're going to turn those engines right up. But in terms of track temperature, um, in terms of lighting, like they're the this is the time that you do it. Now, they, they're sort of going to be a lot more accurate to what we're going to see. And we're going to start with Lewis Hamilton, who was the clear winner and pace setter, uh, setting his fastest time at FP2. Two tenths ahead of his teammate Valtteri Bottas in P2, with Verstappen in P3, Stroll, Vettel and Tsunoda finished P4, 5, and 6. Now, that's great. I, I love to see that up there. Um, I don't think that's going to be it for the race. I think Gasly is going to bounce back. Obviously, Perez is going to be up there. Um, Norris probably as well by the time that qualifying comes around. But if these three can show that kind of pace later on as well, ooh-wee! I'm getting, getting a little bit excited. There's a little bit of more wiggle room downstairs. Gosh, I'm, 
I'm not thinking clearly I'm that horny one. No, no, come on, pull it together. They were some of the big movers and Norris was all the way down in P9. Hmm. The Ferraris did what Ferrari likes to do and completely drop off from the morning session with Saints in P13 and Charles Leclerc all the way down in P Suite 16. So really, end of the day, what do we take away from the free practices? Um, sweet fuck all, absolutely nothing. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was your news. Charles Leclerc. Leclerc locks up on Sergio Perez. He was trying a move to get second place in this race. Perez comes back at him. Sebastian Vettel comes back at Charles Leclerc. And Charles Leclerc, who had the podium in his sights, has to settle for fourth. P4, P4, slow button on. You did a good job. Really good job. Oh, I did a job. I did a job. Yeah, I did a job. I did a job. That's it. I did a job. I am so sorry to the whole team. I am stupid. As much as in Baku. Congratulations to, to Seb. He deserves it. It's not been a, a good year for him. But yeah. Even if I am so of me, of myself, he's done a great job and I hope you will enjoy it. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, how, about, how about this? I'm a stat man. Formula One stat man. Cold, he's a stat man. Yeah, stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Stat time. Yeah. Oh, so much stats. So many stats. I don't know if this intro is even long enough. There's that many stats. Uh, stats, stats, stats. Yeah. Ooh, so many stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. I am a stat man. I'm thinking of making that intro longer. Should I make it like a three minute intro? No, just playing guys, just playing. Calm down. So agitated today, we're having fun. Um, so I hit the button for a Statman intro as I'm really struggling to think of uh, my stat because I have not done any stat research for this episode. Oh, hold on. I don't know. Maybe how about this? Three reserve drivers used in FP1 today. Or yesterday. That's not bad. We had that Nissan guy for Williams, uh, Callum Elliott for the Alpha Romeo and uh, Kwang Zhu, the... Butchered that name, but he's the driver of Alpine in uh, Alonso's car. Now, he's the first time an Alpine driver, reserve driver, since the program started in 2015, has been used in FP1 or any of the free practices, hey? So we did actually get a stat out there. I'm so sorry, guys. That was such a shit stat of the week. Butter, butter, bee, bup, bup, butter, bow. He's a stat man. Oh, that was a good stat. Oh, it yeah. wasn't. Such a good stat. Such a, such a good stat. You know it was. He's a stat man. Hey, let's go on with the show. Cool, he's pretty cool. He is. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for... Coldies. Top five. Cody's top five. Top five predictions for the Austrian Wrong Ray. Who's excited? Now, look, a lot's going to happen this weekend. All right, so we need to break down every... Well, we're not going to go session by session because what I found was it was too powerful. All right, you're all sitting back there 
God, oh no, like, do I listen this week? Because all that's going to happen is Cody's just going to nail it. He's going to tell us what's happening session by session. I don't even get to watch it now. Viewership's been down, you know, and it's all my fault. And I do apologize. But I'm not going to stop with the predictions. I've got this knowledge. I've got this power. I need to tell you what's happening out there. So we're going to do Caldy's. Caldy's top, top five. five predictions that are going to happen this weekend. Coming in at number five. We're going to see a lot more two-stoppers. Now, what happened last week at the Styrian Grand Prix? Same circuit, by the way, for those if you weren't aware. We're racing at the exact same circuit. We're going to see two-stoppers. Perez proved that a two-stopper could work. Now, he didn't achieve his goal and get on the podium and pass Bottas, but if he pitted maybe that one lap earlier, was able to get it, he, he would have had passing opportunities. The problem is, though, with the Austrian circuit, the Red Bull ring, is it is short. What is it, four miles? Um, 71 laps. It is a short circuit. You will, you know... Yeah going to start catching traffic you know 10 laps into the race 11 laps into the race so it all comes down to trying to get that clean air after a pit stop now i think we're going to see a lot more two stoppers the tie compound has changed so we're going to see how that takes effect i think a lot of uh, people will be running longer stints in uh, fp3 later today just to have a look at how that works but it, it's going to be two stoppers I guarantee you that, and this is weather permitting because uh, I've spoken to the big guy upstairs. He thinks it might rain a little bit. He's planning to have a little bit of a tinkle over the Austrian Alps and uh, getting all these little humans down there a little bit, a little bit moist. So we need that sounded so dirty. So we're thinking two stopper, weather permitting, safety car permitting. Didn't have a safety car last weekend. Very upset. Two stoppers going to happen. Number four in. Cody's top five. I think Hamilton strikes back. I think the Empire strikes back right now. Hamilton gets the win. Now, do I think Verstappen has the quicker car? I do. I just think Hamilton gets the win and then all these other stupid podcast shows are going to be like, oh my God, Lewis Hamilton's back, baby. And I'm going to be like... Didn't you just hear my segment earlier on? Of course he's back. Morons. But anyway, no, I think Lewis Hamilton will strike back. I think he's actually going to win the race this weekend. Verstappen, I think, might go off. And if that's the case, all of a sudden, Lewis is winning the championship going into Silverstone. Then all you haters need to shut the hell up. He's doing well. Number three in. Goldies. Top, Goldies top five. five. Number three, weather tease. Now, look. I did just say the big man upstairs was planning on sprinkling a few of the humans getting moist. However, we were promised a lot of moisture last week and it was drier than my nan's groin. It needs, if you telling me, I was on the website today, I was checking out the meteorology website, looking out throughout Europe going, oh, how's the weather patterns going? Spoke to a few weathermen. They were telling me, oh, you should keep an eye on this. And we were promised rain last week. Nada. Nada. Helmet Marco got the wettest of everyone. And then I got pretty wet after looking at his wet nipples through that shirt. That's all that happened last weekend. This weekend? Come on, man. You're promising me some moisture tomorrow. Bring it, baby. Yeah. Number two. Cody's top five. Cody's top five. Number two. 
Charles Leclerc podium question mark? I think it could happen. Now, why? All right. That drive he had last weekend, ever I, I praised it. It was in the good, the bad, the ugly. It was the good, the drive, the comeback. He was also in the bad because he put himself in that position to begin with, taking out Pierre Gasly, taking out three or four other drivers as well. I think he took out Latifi as a result of taking out Pierre Gasly. And then he tried to take out Kimi Raikkonen afterwards. But that drive to recover and get to where he got to in the points... He got himself driver of the day as a result. I think if Leclerc keeps a level head, drives his race, puts in that pace, has a teeny bit of luck, I think Charles Leclerc gets on the podium. I think he gets a P3. I think it goes Hamilton. Uh, I don't want to say it. Hamilton, Bottas, Leclerc. That's your podium. Red Bull at the ring. You're stuffed up. I don't know. I don't know. And number one. Top five. All right, let's quickly recap. Number five is the two stoppers are going to happen. Four, Lewis Hamilton strikes back. Three, weather is going to be a factor, hopefully. Two, Charles Leclerc podium. Number one thing that's going to happen this weekend at the Austrian Grand Prix. Hey, Instagod, shirtless wonder. Mr. Saturday, George Russell, he's going to get his first ever points in a Williams car. It will happen. You saw what happened last week. right? You saw him qualify P11, move up to P10 because of Sonoda's penalty, get all the way up to P8 because Gasly and Leclerc took each other out. Well, Leclerc clearly took Gasly out. Then he had issues. And when he was in P8, he was lapping quicker than Alonso in front of him. So he had the pace. I think, I think George Russell scores his first Williams points tonight. It will, first points for Williams in some time too, a few years now. Since Valtteri did it, or Lance Stroll did it, I can't remember who did it last, but make sure you're watching qualifying today. It will be some history in the making as we see George Russell, Mr. Setter. I don't think he qualifies into Q3. I don't know. I don't know if I feel safe saying that because Danny Rick can't find any pace out there. The Ferraris are hit and miss, although I think Leclerc can get a podium. Ocon seems to be all over the place. Alonso, I don't like him either. I don't like the Alpines there. They're not, they're not driving too well. Sonoda's a firecracker he'll just fly off he'll probably cause another red flag so do I think he gets into Q3 it'll be on the cusp again if he does I don't I think he'll be just missing out I think P10 P11 P12 and I think with a couple of retirements this time around he's getting top 10 he's going to score his first points for a Williams first William point in a few years that is Cody's Top five. Predictions for the Austrian Grand Prix. What do you guys think? Let me know over at the socials at Parker in my firm, eh? Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Can you, can you hand me the tissues? No, they're sad tissues. They're not happy tissues because your boy's upset. Episode 51 done and dusted. Well, let's settle back. I'm sorry it was a day late, but her Mrs. Cordopotamus, she... You need to, uh, you know what I'm saying? 
Head on down to the watering hole. Lather herself up. Swim. Record a Anyway, that sounds weird, gross, disgusting, but get fired up. Austrian Grand Prix. Hopefully it's a little better than last weekend. I didn't hate the result from last weekend. I just think it, the race itself was a bit meh. I'm predicting rain, hopefully. Safety cars, hopefully. And Russell points, hopefully. But anyway, reach out over on the socials. at Parker in my firm, mate. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I will try and live tweet the qualifying tonight and the race tomorrow hope to speak to you guys soon thank you so much for the guys that have been reaching out to me sliding into the dms like your kelly pk sliding into an f1 driver's pants and as always thanks so much for listening thanks for listening Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.